That's awesome to watch every time. Hey, it is good to be with all of you, everyone who is out there watching online, wherever you're watching this, and however you're watching this, we're so glad you're joining us. And everybody in here in person, so good to see with you. So, so just, I'm just so glad that we're here worshiping together in person. Good to be with you as well. And I'll welcome you uh, to week number four. We're actually wrapping up this series today that we have been calling Stay Positive. We're going to get to that here in a few minutes. Uh, but real quick before we get into that, I just want to take a second and talk about a few things we have coming up. Uh, so just like you saw Marianne say, uh, starting next week, we are beginning a church-wide initiative uh, that we're calling Step up. Uh, and I just think that we are like, I am so excited about this starting next week, man. I just think it's time uh, to have a pivot point as a church, everybody. I think we need to turn the page. I think we need to start a new season as a church. How about anybody up for that? I think it's time to start something new for us, and we're all ready for that. So here's what we did. We got together. Uh, we got together as staff. We've been praying and, and just thinking about things and planning some things on how we could just bring in an, an opportunity just for anybody and everybody who's connected to River Ridge Church to either engage uh, or re-engage with God and with us uh, as a church to, to move forward with something to be a part of uh, and, and that's meaningful, that's helpful to you, that's helpful to your marriage, that, that's helpful to your family. And so we thought, man, let's just, where's this time to step up? That's what we decided. We're going to call it Step Up. Let's get moving. Let's get, make this a big deal uh, where people can have a clear time where they can look back and say, no, I did something there. I, I, you know, I did that. I took a step. I took a step to get going. I, I took a step to keep going or wake up or however you want to say what you did. We're just saying it's time to step up as a church. And so uh, next week, we're going to start that. I'm going to give you a lot more vision behind uh, the whole, whole thing and, and tell you what we're praying for. And I'll tell you right now, uh, we are praying for you. We're praying for your family. We're praying uh, for just this engagement with God. We want to see uh, this on all fronts. And so because of that, we're going to have something for everyone uh, with Step Up, okay? We're going to have something for adults and students and families and kids. Uh, we are just getting ready. We are ready to, to just get going. And so we're going to get into the details uh, a little bit more about that next week. But I just want to put just real quick a few things on your radars that is, is going to be happening leading up to Sunday and also on Sunday. Just a few things. Uh, so one, uh, for all families out there uh, with, with uh, Ridge Kids uh, in mind, we, we're going to have a back-to-school block party that's going to be on Friday evening at 7 o'clock. If you're a family, mark your calendar for that. It's going to be outside. It's going to be amazing. Don't miss that event. It's going to be really good. And again, we just want to like sort of start the fall, kick off the fall uh, with the families there to, to get this season started for you. And then on Sunday night, next Sunday night, uh, on the 13th, we're going to have an outdoor night of worship. We haven't had one of those for a few months, but the last two that we did have been really great. The turnout was amazing, uh, and, and the worship was awesome. So it's going to be an outdoor night of worship at 6.30 p.m. next Sunday night. So I just want you to put that on your radar, uh, and I hope you come and join us for one or both or, or, or all the things that we're going to be doing, okay? And, and I do want you to know uh, that we are uh, staying on the radar with everything that's happening around us. We're, we're aware of everything that's going on. So right now, we're moving forward with this uh, with this season, this chapter, and uh, just like everything else that, that's been going on with this season. We're going to just, day to day, we're going to keep up with, with what everybody's saying, and we will let you know as soon as we find out anything that could cause us to, to make a change or, or make another pivot. But we're ready uh, to get going with that. We have a lot happening, uh, and we're ready for next week. Uh, and a lot of ways you could come with us to start this fall, to kick off this fall with us. And again, I'm going to get into that more next week. How about it? Sound good? Does it sound good? Does everybody want to be a part of something like that? Yeah, I, I think it's time to do that. I think, man, I'm telling you, I really, we believe this, man, as we've been praying this, I really feel like we need something spiritually here, gang. 
Like, I don't know if you feel that. I feel that, man. I think we need to step up with God and get moving with, this, with everything going on over the last six months, okay? So uh, we'll keep you posted on everything else. But right now, we're, we're just moving forward all fronts uh, with this. So uh, let's get to this series. Let's close up this series. So, so what we've been doing over the last three weeks, we've been talking about uh, staying positive, right? And over the last three weeks, we've been looking at how we can have an attitude of faith with God, that we can have this attitude of God where we can stay hopeful in, in everything that's going on around us, okay? Uh, and that we can believe that God is with us, that, that God is working, that God is for us. And because of that, that should cause us to be a people who don't have a negative outlook ever, ever, no matter what's going on, that we should stay positive, not because of us or because of what's going on around us, but because of who God is and what he's doing all the time, okay? And so what we've been doing is we've just been looking in to some characteristics of people who would say they stay positive. God, we've been looking at some traits that they would have and then challenging us as a church to take on those traits, to be that kind of person, those kind of families and that kind of marriage and all that stuff. So uh, today what we're going to do is we're going to conclude the series. And and what we're going to do is we're not going to add another thing to stay positive in. If you missed the last couple weeks, we've been talking about rejoicing versus complaining. We don't want to be complainers. We want to be people who rejoice. We've been talking about uh, letting our words uh, be something that builds people up instead of breaking people down. And and we've also been looking at how we can be more grateful and, and not be so ungrateful to the people that we love. Around. So those are things we've been looking at. So we're not going to add another, but what we're going to do today uh, is, is we're going to conclude the whole series by uh, looking at just a few things, a few things that we want God to uh, help us with. So if you missed any or, or all of the last three weeks, I want to encourage you to look back there because uh, while today will be good, it's kind of like uh, just catching the end of the movie, right? Like you can still be good, but it won't be as good as seeing the whole thing. So uh, if you missed some, I want to encourage you to go back to riverridge.org, go back to iTunes, find us on the po- podcast. Many ways you can find to listen in the last three weeks, uh, and I hope that you do that and listen in on those. And if you're anything like my wife, that's all you needed to hear, and you'll go back and listen to the very first one because, uh, you know, Courtney will never start something in the middle. Like, she will never do it. When we watch a show, when we find a show that we like, I don't know if anybody's out like that out there, but we find a show and we start liking I can pick it up right in the moment. I don't need to, like, the plot line, so you don't have to get into there. She has to go season one, episode one, every time. We have to watch it from the beginning, and it's annoying, okay? Like, I love her, and it's a little bit annoying, okay? But here's what I found out, though. I'm a little annoying, too, to her, okay? Uh, because here's what I found out. Like, I found out when I come down, you know, putting the kids to bed or whatever, and, I, and she's watching a show that she likes, uh, she turns it off when I come down. And I say, no, no, uh, you can keep it on. It's fine. But no, she turns it off. Because apparently, uh, if she doesn't, I get into it a little bit. I'll start watching it. And then, you know, most of the time, uh, I'll make fun of it a little bit, and I'll ask logical questions to a really bad plot line. And she'll, so she just turns it off. She doesn't let me watch it. So uh, I don't know if there's anybody out there, but over the last six months, we need a little bit of uh, video streaming marital counseling, okay? Uh, you know, because we're, you know, what else are we going to do? Like, talk? I don't know. I mean, we just find, but, uh, okay, anyways, but my point is, my, we're getting away from the point. My point is, if you missed any of the last three weeks, I do encourage you to be like Courtney and go watch all of them, because I really, we've been talking about really good things that are going on in the lives of people who have a with God life to, to stay positive with Him, okay? And so I want to encourage you to do that, because they've been helpful and important, okay? And today, what we're going to do, though, is we're going to, I'm just going to, I want to see God help us. I just want to let God help us uh, implement the things that we've been talking about over the last three weeks. And here's how we're going to do it, okay? Uh, we're going to look first by looking at three traps that a lot of people get into uh, and three things, three things that go against us in order to put things into our lives that we know God wants to do. I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I see things so clearly that I want God to do, but I'm like, why is it so hard to actually see it happen? I could do it for a little bit, but then, you know, it just doesn't seem to stick. And so we're going to look at three reasons, three things that go against us. And then we're going to turn and we're going to look at four ways that we can allow God to 
really transform us into people who are living this with God life and staying positive. Not only that we can see it can happen, but we are seeing it happen in our lives, okay? So that's what we're gonna do. So let's look first at three things I think when it comes to just, not just the three, three things that we talked about over the last three weeks, but anything that we wanna put in, there are things working against this. Here's the first one if you're taking notes. Uh, it's what I know. It's what I know. Here's, here's what I mean by that. See, some of the things that you know need to change or you know that you want to see God do, uh, it doesn't happen most of the time because of one thing. It's because you've been doing the other thing for so long in your life. You've been doing that other things. So, so some of the habits or some of the faults, uh, for instance, like complaining too much or like uh, not having a very thankful attitude or maybe letting anger take over your words and that, that you break people down more than you want. Like for instance, when those things happen, it's not like those things have happened overnight in your life, right? It's, it's just, you know, and, and so they, there are things that you know aren't good or things you know you don't wanna do and, and you don't even like it, but it's just that you're so familiar with it in your life. It's just, it's just kind of what I know about him. That's what, again, that's what's working against you uh, when it comes to making last change. Here's the second thing that works against you as well. It, there's also a crisis of identity. There's a crisis of identity happens. See, it's, it's hard to change a lot of times because there's an identity crisis going on with people who follow God. There's an identity, there, there are lies that we believe about ourselves and we actually end up buying into them way too often and we have a crisis of identity. And, and actually one of those, one of the many identity crises that we have is uh, we believe a lie. Uh, we believe a lie more than we think. We actually, some of us don't even think we believe this, but what we believe is if we lose that trait or if we even lose that bad thing or that negative thing or that defect that, or that issue that, that, that we have, we will end up, we were, we're afraid of losing it because we'll lose a little bit of ourselves. That's what happens. It's an identity crisis we have. We, we think we'll lose a little bit of who we are. So we have, a, we have a fear of even losing the things that we know are not good. And it actually stems, I don't know if you ever found yourself saying that, but it stems from this idea of somebody saying, well, it's just who I am. You ever hear that? Well, man, I just said, that's just who I am. I guess that's who I am. And so I'll never change. It's an identity crisis that we have. So, so that's another thing that goes against us, right? So it's what I know is also a crisis of identity. And here's the third thing that works against, uh, you know, having lasting changes, seeing God things happen in your life, is that it's also Satan's weapon to not change. That's working against you. Uh, I actually think of the three things. I think that there is no trait that's more prevalent right now in Christianity uh, for people to not believe that this is actually real. I think even among Christians, I think there is something going on to not believe this anymore, but I'm gonna tell you something, gang. There is nothing that could be more real uh, or nothing more true. And you gotta hear this right now. Listen, we do have an enemy uh, that is very active and that is very alive and he's the enemy of righteousness and his name is Satan. And he's the father of lies, okay? That, that he is real, he is prevalent and he's, here's what he's trying to do everybody there is he is trying to do nothing except put as much distance between you and God as possible he's very active and I think a lot of us don't believe that anymore and I think that just through that we're letting him win and what happens in this area when we're trying to make these positive changes with God here's the message that he sends it's very subtle but it happens a lot his message to you in this area of staying positive is no you can't no you can't like who do you think you are like, you're not, your faith isn't that strong. Like, come on, man, you know, you just forget it. You know, it's not with your issues, not with your faith. Just give up. That's his message. And, and gang, I'm telling you, it happens all the time. It happens to people I talk to all the time in this church where they, they come here or they hear something, they hear a truth from God. And they're like, man, that is something I need to put in my marriage. That is something I need to do with my kids. That is something I got to put in my life. And you get encouraged. And then sure enough, what the enemy does is he brings distractions, right? Or he'll bring these messages, he'll bring these discouragements of you can't do it. That's not who you are. Come on, man, who do you think you are? Jesus says there is an enemy. 
His name is Satan, and he's a liar. And all he wants to do, everybody, he just wants to make you miserable. He wants to make you as miserable as possible, and he wants you to stay exactly where you are. He doesn't want you to have any change with God. So those are the things uh, that are working against us, okay? And I don't want to spend any more time on that. I want to move on and go to the things that that can help us. Uh, But we need to look at the things working against us because here's the other thing that Jesus says, though. In light of that, here's what Jesus tells us. He also says that he has the truth, and everybody listen to me, the truth can set you free. Okay, and so we're gonna look at what God can do to help us see lasting change, all right? So let's get to it. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab those and open them up to Romans chapter 12. Romans 12, and, and here's what we're gonna do. Uh, a lot of you might know these verses. This is one of my favorite verses of encouragement uh, in the Bible. Uh, and so we're gonna look at two verses uh, that are just gonna help encourage us to go after uh, lasting change in our lives uh, and look at this. Because here's the good news, everybody, as you're getting there to Romans 12. The good news is we don't have to listen to what the enemy says. And we don't have to let our faults or fear of change define who we are, that we can get positive with God. We can see changes happening in our lives. So hopefully you made your way there to Romans chapter 12. And here's what he says. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right, so I wanna take a look at this. I'm gonna keep this up there for for a few minutes. So I wanna break this scripture down just a little bit so we kind of understand some really neat things that are some really cool spiritual things that are going on around here first. So the first thing I wanna look at is when he says, therefore. Uh, whenever you come across something like that, you got to understand he's, he's coming from something that just was written or, or, or what was he was talking about. And in this case, therefore, is the last 11 chapters uh, of the book of Romans, okay? And so I don't have time to get into it, but here's what he's pointing to in the last 11 chapters. He's pointing to the gospel. And, and so what he's saying, what Paul is saying here is from Romans 1 to 11, he is laying out the case against us with God and the case for Jesus Christ and why he came that he talks about who we are and that, that we have a nature about us, that there's something that separates us from God and, and that there's only one true God. There's only one God and, and, and he's the only God and he's the only one, by the way, who gave us a gift like he did. He gave us a gift in Jesus who came to, he was God who came actually down to us. And instead, here's, here's the difference. If you wanna know the difference between Christianity and any other religion in the world, I'm about to give it to you here in about a couple seconds, okay? Here's the difference between Christianity and other religions, okay? Other religions say that you work your way up towards God but instead of us working our way and sacrificing and earning our way up to God and climbing closer and closer to God by a meritocracy, instead of that, you see, instead of us working our way up to him, he lowered himself down to us. And he came as, as God in the flesh who sacrificed and, and he gave himself up to make a way to God. He's the only God who's ever done that. He's the only real God that, that exists, okay? And so Paul says, therefore, for those of us who get that, who understand who God is and we come to know Jesus as God who came and lived and died for us and sacrificed himself for us, then your life, here's what he says, your life's gonna be a life of worship. You will be a living sacrifice because of the sacrifice that he made for you. So that's the therefore. And then he goes on to say, so don't conform. Therefore, because of all that, then don't conform. Here's what, here's what the definition uh, is for conform. This is uh, conform, and unfortunately, I think there are a lot of Christians who actually uh, live this out, uh, and, and here's what conform actually means. It means to assume an outward expression that doesn't reflect what's really inside. 
Gang, I think there's a lot of Christians that live that way, that they, you know what is inside of you, but, but what is going on outside, what's going on, how, what you're reflecting, is not what you know is inside. And here's the thing, the world fights against that change. That's what it's saying. Don't conform to the world, man. The world is fighting against what is going on inside of you. And so there's a change creation in Christ. You know what doesn't reflect your new life with him. And so he's saying, don't conform to it. Don't conform, but he says this, but be transformed. So he's saying there is a way, there is a way to combat this. And the way that you combat it is don't conform, that you be transformed. And, and what I found interesting is I studied this, like once again, I've studied this many, many times, but I love this phrase, be transformed, because I don't know if you've noticed what I noticed, that is a passive statement, right? To be transformed means that that is something that you do not do on your own. That is something happening outside of you that's going on. So, so it's something done to you. It's not you doing it. And here's what I want to tell you, everybody. This is a supernatural deal. This is where God comes in. You cannot be transformed on your own. And it's an amazing truth about God and who he is and what he wants to do to you, okay? And so he says, don't conform. Be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. So here it is, everybody. This is awesome. God wants to change you. God loves you for who you are and where you are, but he doesn't want you to stay where you are because he loves you so much. He wants to change you to actually be going on this life and just seeing amazing God things happening in your life. But here's the thing. In order to let God change you, you have to change the way you think. You have to change the way you think. And here's the big idea for this whole thing in the scripture. See, our lives will inevitably move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. You catching me? Like you are going to move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And I wanna tell you something about my life with God. You know, over the last 20 some years that I've been a Christian, I, I, I came to Christ, I came to a knowing relationship with Jesus when I was 17 years old, 1995. But I will tell you something about my life with God. See, when I see a lot of things, when I look back and see a lot of things that transform me, that, that I see God like had a lasting change in my life, it is not, so when I look at that, it's not so much from what I've ever done, but it's actually allowing God to change the way I think. That's the most transformation that's ever happened. It's not the things that I've done. It's when I've actually allowed God to change the way I think. And so uh, I'm gonna, here, here's why I'm saying this, because I'm about to give you a list of four things. And my fear is you're gonna look at that list and say, there's my list, I'm gonna do a list. It's not about a list. It's not, I'm just gonna give you some helps, but I'm telling you, man, when it comes to making these positive God changes your life, I wanna caution you. I wanna caution you right now. This is not so much about what you do, as much as it is letting God change the way you think. You catching me? Are you, are you hearing this, okay? In order to see lasting changes, it's only possible by really surrendering over to God and his will. Because the rest of the scripture in Romans 12 too, it, it actually says, man, that, that once you do that, when you live uh, as a living sacrifice to him, that's your worship, it says, man, then you're gonna know God's good and perfect will. That's what it says. So you gotta surrender over to his will, okay? So, so I'm gonna give you four things, but again, this is more about letting God change the way you think. So four helps when it comes to actually letting God transform and renew our minds. And here's the first thing, if you're taking notes, I hope you do. When it comes to anything you wanna change for God, it's one thing at a time. One thing at a time. It's okay, everybody, just to take one thing at a time. You don't have to do everything all at once when it comes to like doing spiritual things and trying to see God move in your life. Look at the wisdom. I love the wisdom that Proverbs gives us here. It says this, it says, the discerning sets his face toward wisdom, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. And so what, what the writer is saying here is he's saying, listen, uh, the, what we should do is we should take our aim at the wise thing to do. And instead of scattering in all kinds of directions, I was saying, that's what he's saying by the ends of the earth. Like focus on the wise, aim at the wise thing. Don't just keep going all over the place. We can't try and do everything all the time. If we try to do everything at once, here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna end up getting overwhelmed and we're gonna give up. 
We're going to get overwhelmed and we're going to give up. How many of us make that mistake when we try to lose weight, everybody? Anybody, right? You're like, okay, man, here we go. I'm gonna do 25 things. And then two weeks later, you're giving up and now you have a power juicer and a fridge full of kale to get rid of everybody, you know? And that's what happens. And I'm telling you right now, I said this before, you're believing a lie. Kale is a weed. It is not something you should eat. Put it back in the grass where it came from, okay? I'm testifying about kale. It's awful. Don't eat it, all right? So here we go. I don't know where that came from. Okay, Jesus, back to the point. Jesus, here's what Jesus said. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew, when he gave us the prayer to pray. In Matthew 6, 11, he says, man, give us this day our daily bread. Gang, listen to me. God gives us just enough power, just enough strength to change for one day so that we trust him and we let him work in small increments every day. And it's okay. We gotta be okay with that. And here's what I'm gonna tell you. If God's okay with that, we gotta be okay with that, okay? So, so here it is. Just, just again, looking at the last three weeks. Just looking at the last three weeks. You can look at anything else, uh, but looking at complaining looking at being ungrateful, looking at your words building up or tearing down. Instead of saying, all right, I just gotta, I'm just gonna do, get, do better at that. What's next, Andy? How about just taking a second and really, like asking God, like really asking God, all right, God, like which one do I need to work on the most right now? Which one, which one is dinging my family, my marriage the most right now of those three? Which one will give more life into my kids? And let God start shaping it. It's okay to ask him. It's okay to be honest and be real with us. Be specific with him. And I think when you start taking care of that one thing, here's what's gonna happen, everybody. You're gonna start gaining a momentum when you take one thing at a time. You're gonna see God work and you're gonna go to that next thing and go to that next thing. I'm telling you, it's a key to finding lasting change in your life as, as you let God transform and renew your mind. Here's another thing that God will use, another help to have, is you also, you need one thing at a time and you also need community all the time. You need community all the time. So, so just straight up, just straight up, like if you wanna see God working in your life, you need people working in your life too, all right? If you wanna see God really working in your life, you need people too. You cannot avoid it. And I'll tell you this right now, I've tried to avoid it. I am an introvert by heart. If you know me, like you know I'm an introvert. I've tried so hard to not let people in and let people try to help me. I don't want people to help me. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I've learned that a long time ago. And so I gotta let people in who love Jesus and you wanna see my marriage get better and, and see my family go more towards Jesus. So listen to me, if you don't have it, you gotta find someone. You gotta find a group, get in a group, do whatever it takes to get yourself around people who love Jesus and want the same for you. Okay, here's some more wisdom from Proverbs. I love this. It says this, it says, hey, listen, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, not just, not just on Sunday morning, not just with Chad and Andy, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Because here's what it is, gang. Here's the truth, man. Like here, here's what I wanna tell you for, for who we are as a church, because it's in those circles where you see so many things happening. I'm telling you, man, I, I actually think, I think there's an epidemic in Christianity right now. And I don't know if you're in this one or not, but I think a lot of people who would say they're Christians, they know that they, they have salvation. They're just not seeing a lot of God things happen around them. And it's a travesty to me. But I'm gonna tell you something about how you find more God things happening because it's in those circles. It's in the circles where you're heard. It's in the circles where you're prayed for. It's in those small circles where you're cared for. It's in those small circles where you're thought of, where you're actually missed. Uh, it's in those circles. Man, we try our best to take care of you as, as, as best as we can. But I'm telling you, we will never come close to what a, a group, what a, what a group, a cluster of people who know you can, okay? It's in those circles around the word of God where you see God things happen, okay? There are more prayers answered when you're in a circle of people. There's more understanding of God's word coming real in your life and, and seeing the direction in your life. That's where most, that, and and again, that's what we're most interested in here at Riverish Church. Like that, that's what we're most interested in. 
Like what we are most interested in, we, we want to see people helping people come to Christ and then grow in Christ together. We're not interested in just one person helping everyone. We want to see people living with people and, and doing life on life with people to, to help them not only see the saving relationship that, that God wants to have from them, but then growing in that and helping others take steps with God. That man, that's, that success is River is Church. That is what we define as success. So here's what I want to tell you. If you're not community, get in. Get in, you just heard earlier today. Today's the last day you can sign up for a group. Uh, and, and here's the thing, I know it looks different for a lot of you. I know if you're out there, it depends on all the comforts that you, that you have or that you, that you want, but we have something for everyone right now. You can sign up for a physical group. You can sign up for a virtual group. Like we wanna help you get in any community you can. You can sign up to serve here. Chad said a few weeks ago, that's, that's a community group right there. You'll be accountable to something. You don't even have to be on a Sunday. We got stuff outside of Sunday. Sign up for something, get a part of it. And, and you don't have to be a part of a Ridge group uh, to, in order to, get community. We've just been doing this long enough where we know it's really hard uh, left on your own to do it. So we just want to give these avenues to you. Today's the last day to sign up for a group. If you're not in it, I'm telling you, get in. You will see more God things happening. Uh, and I want to be really clear as you do that. Just remember, uh, our groups are not perfect, okay? Because they're full of people like you. Uh, and me, uh, and me, and, and we're not perfect. But here's, I, this is what I love about my home group, man. We, we're already settled on that. Like we are, we've already figured out, everybody even with me, they're like, Andy ain't perfect, man. And so we could just grow, we just move on from that and we grow together, get in a group. Okay, here's the third one. So one thing at a time, community all the time, we wanna see lasting change. Here's the third one, focus. We gotta focus on what's true. We gotta focus on what's true. I wanna go back. So if you were here three weeks ago, uh, what we did was uh, we, I used like kind of an anchor verse for the whole series when it comes to having a, a, a with God life where we stay positive life. I wanna go back to this because it's so awesome when it comes to focusing on what's true. Here it comes again in Philippians 4. Here it is. Whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Gang, here's what I wanna tell you when it comes to focusing on what is true, coming to a lasting change you wanna see in your life. There is nothing more available to you to unlock God's purpose and presence and power in your life than knowing scripture. There is nothing that is more available to you than doing that. The more we know the promises and the principles of God and that we allow those to fill up our thoughts, then the more we can combat our defects our culture and the enemy who is trying to put more space between us and God than we even know. But here's my bet, everybody. And if you know me, like this is my heartbeat, I'm telling you, here's my bet. And I, and I hate that I would win this bet, but I'm telling you, I think there are a lot of people who would say that you're a Christian, you say you would love God, that you love God, that you come to a saving faith, that you surrender your life over, uh, that you know that you're saved from sin and death, but you found yourself struggling in areas that you should not be struggling in. Simply just straight, you just found, and, and you would say that your faith is not as strong as you know, it should be. And real simple, it's because you don't know uh, what to claim and you don't know what God says about you because you don't know what the word says. And that's a travesty to me. It's a travesty to me because his, his word is alive. It's real. There are truths and promises in there that I'm telling you, if you miss it, you miss it. You miss the whole thing. So I just wanna challenge you. I just wanna challenge you real quick. Again, a friendly challenge because I love you, man. Do you know what's true? Do, do you know what's right and lovely and worthy of your worship? Or are you just guessing? Or are you just going off like what somebody else says about it, man? I'm telling you, that's not, where, that's not real, where real experiencing God comes from, man. The more we know the promises and principles of God, the more we claim those in our lives, the more we will allow that, everybody, listen, to consume our thoughts. And the more we will be able to stay out of those traps uh, that get us away from actually putting these things in our lives. So here's what I wanna ask you really quick. Just do questions. I just, just wanna ask these to you. So what negative thoughts are dominating my thinking right now? 
right? Because your life's gonna go uh, in, in the area of your strong thoughts. What, what negative thoughts are dominating my thing right now? What worries, what traps, what strongholds are holding me back right now? And here's the second question. What spiritual truth will demolish that right now? What is the truth that I can claim that will demolish that stronghold that I have right now? What if you could claim the things that you can claim that will just totally squash the things that you're worried about, squash the things you're thinking about? What can you do to get those negative messages out of it? Because they come from the word, I'm telling you right now. How much would that change your life? How much would that change your marriage? How much would that change your family? Like when you hear or you feel this idea of, man, you can't change, like you're a mess, like what are you doing? You're not any different. You can say, no, 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 no. I know what 2 Corinthians 5 says. It says that I'm a new creation that it might've been who I was before, but that's not who I am anymore, that I'm a new person in Christ. So I once was, but now I'm new, I'm redeemed, and now I can live for God today. What would that do if you could just claim that right away when you have those thoughts that come in? Or when you feel tempted, right? When you feel tempted to do that thing, you know God doesn't. Temptation's so strong, everybody. That's why they call it temptation. You know what I mean? They come with a different word if it wasn't so strong. But like if you, if you that temptation to do something, but you go, no, no, no. Ephesians 2.10 says, listen, I am God's workmanship. Man, like I am created in Christ to do good things. That's my identity. It's not to do, I'm not gonna fall in that trap. I am, and because of Jesus, I could do great things in Jesus' name. Or, or when things look hard, when things look hard and you're like, man, I, this is just so hard to live this faith, right? Or, or, or when, it, you know, when, you want, when anger wants to take over for your words and, and you wanna actually just uh, tear somebody down or, or, or when you wanna complain that you can look at Galatians 2.20 and say, you know what, man, it's not I who live. It's not I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. He is in me. There's a power that's beyond me. So I can change. I can change because not because of me, because of Jesus in me. How much difference would that make in your family and your marriage? I'm telling you, man, here's my challenge. Here's my challenge. Okay, I could go on and on. Don't just have an, have an idea of what God says. And don't just have an idea of who God says you are. Know it, claim it. I'm telling you, we need to fill our minds. We need to fill our minds, everybody, with things of God, right? I mean, how, how great would that be if we just had those right there, right? Here's a fourth one. So again, one thing at a time, right? Community all the time. We gotta we got just really be in the truth, know the truth. Here's the fourth thing. That it just goes into this one. That I gotta always remember when it comes to last and change, it comes to all this, it is God's power and not mine. It's God's power and not my own. And, and gang, here's the thing. Like, that's what this whole series has been about. That's what this whole thing has been about. It's not about what I do. It's not about uh, becoming a better version of me so that I can white knuckle through this life and white knuckle through my marriage and white knuckle through these issues that I have or having a stronger will. It's not about that. It's not about my power. Man, I'm telling you when you get this, because God is saying, you, I got something better for you. I got something better for you than that because God, listen to me, God knows what we're up against and he wants to give us something more amazing than that. Check this out, it's the last verse I wanna go through. It's so powerful if you can get this. I'm telling you, it's amazing, I love this. This is what I wanna close the whole series with because he says this, man, for, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Listen to this, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds he says, we demolish arguments. Come on, how many of you have been in an argument that you're like, why, what did I get? Man, no, he could demolish these arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Listen to me, everybody. The weapons we fight with are weapons that are beyond this world. Do you believe that? We have them. I'm telling you, God wants to give them to you. He's like, I know what you're up against. I want you to give you something better than that. So we fight with prayer. We fight with God's provision. We fight with God's presence. We fight with God's word and it is alive and it contains power, real power, everybody. 
Like we just read the power of that, that, that it has enough power to demolish strongholds. I don't know if anybody needs to hear that today, but I'm telling you, there are way more strongholds that exist in this room and out there watching than we believe. There are strongholds in our life that he is saying, they won't just give it a good fight. It will obliterate the strongholds in your life. Do you believe that? Anybody in here believe that today? Come on, man, he could do it. He can obliterate them. He can demolish those strongholds. We gotta believe that. And he's like, man, I gotta give you that power. But here's what I'm gonna tell you, gang. But if you believe the lie, and you live out the lie that it's your effort, that it's your energy, that it's your power, it's your determination that's gonna bring about change. You're gonna be doing something for about two weeks and then you're just gonna give up. You're gonna be like, why doesn't faith work? But man, if you believe, listen, this is amazing. If you just believe that because of Jesus, that, that, that I have God's power in me, that I have something divine in me, that it's available to me, it really does change things. And it can change your life. And it can change your marriage. It can change your family. So I thought what we'd do today is I wanna close just almost like a benediction of sorts just for the whole series. And we're gonna sing a song that we sang here before. It's called The Blessing. And I actually, I, I, I was listening to this working out the other day and I was listening to it and I'm glad I was by myself because I was just like, oh, you know, like, um, and then I was, thought cameras were on me and I'm like, oh, they're watching. But anyways, I was listening and I was like, man, song. Because here, here, here's what we're gonna do. And I want you to sit and take this in and think about the things that you know God wants to change in your life and, and think of, but here's, here's why I love this song. Because it just tells us who God is and what he wants to do. That, that he wants to bless you, that he wants to, to be with you, that he, his presence just wants to be all over you. He just wants to be in your life and in your marriage. And he, want, he wants to change you. He wants to change your family. He wants to change your generation. And I just believe that he can do it. And we just gotta have this, this belief that that's really who God is. That's really what he wants to do uh, because of his desire that he has for us, not just to stay where we are, but listen, everybody, make a change with him in our lives. And so I want us to sit uh, and, and take this in and, and just let this serve as a reminder for who God is, and then I'll come back out, and I'll pray for us. So we'll just sit and take this in for a minute.
If you would, just go ahead and stand together with us as we finish this song out.
you. We need you. We need you. Thank you for who you are and what you do. Thank you for the reminder of the change you want to bring into our lives, the presence you want to have. May we be a church, God, right now who just has that desire to want your presence and your blessing and your favor in our lives and our marriages and our families and the people that are around us. Help us to see that that's who you want to be uh, with us. And, and God, the, the, the ups and downs, the, the, the celebrations, the discouragement, they, you work all of those to the good for those who love you. And, and, and help us to see the change that you want to bring to us, that you love us for where we are, but you want to get us moving with you and, and that we can actually... And it, God, right now, just pray you give us the courage. I know there's some in this room, some watching right now. They know the things that they want to see happen. Give us the courage to take a step, to trust you, to have faith, real faith that moves in the direction of you. That's the strongest thought that we want, the thought of you. And, and give us that courage to do it because it's not the power that comes from us that you promise us the power comes uh, from Jesus. You gave us Jesus as proof of the power that you have for us. And it's all because of him. Uh, and that gives us the reason uh, to actually step forward and see these amazing things happen for your life. And so it's in Jesus' amazing, beautiful name we pray. And all the church says together, amen. Come on, everybody. Let's close out and give God a shout of praise. Come on, for this whole series. And let's believe that he can change us. Come on, man. One more time. Let's give it to him. Yes. Yes.